0: And Welcome to episode 51 of the podcast. This is the first of two episodes where I'm going to explore the subject of character arcs. In this episode I'm going to look at the character arc of main characters in your story with a specific focus on the protagonist and then in episode 53 I'll come back to the subject of character arcs again but this is going to leave a gap for episode 52 and episode 52 is due on the 25th of December, Christmas day, so it's going to be more of a reflection on this year and I look forward to 2016. So let's get on with this episode and what I'm going to cover first is some definitions. What do I mean by protagonist and what is a character arc? Then we'll look at why this concept of character arc is so important and after that I want to look at character arc and its relationship to the whole arc of the story and also we'll look at how characters develop externally in the world around them and internally within themselves and finally I'll give you a few thoughts on what I think is really important in developing character arc for your main characters and your protagonist. So let's start off with these definitions. First of all we'll look at what I mean by major characters and specifically the protagonist. Well the word protagonist comes from the world of Greek drama and originally it meant the player of the first part or the chief actor. Now this definition works quite well for creative writing as well as drama. The protagonist is your lead character. They're the person that your reader needs to understand and empathise with. The reader doesn't necessarily have to like the protagonist but they do have to understand them and care about them. So, for example, Elizabeth Bennet is the protagonist of Jane Austen's novel Pride and Prejudice, Macbeth is the protagonist of Shakespeare's play of that name, and James Bond is the protagonist of the film series in which he features. But as we'll see later, each of these protagonists has a slightly different kind of character arc. As further examples, Harry Potter, of course, is the protagonist of the books which feature him, Katniss Everdeen is the protagonist in the Hunger Games series and her namesake Bathsheba Everdeen is the protagonist of Thomas Hardy's novel Far From the Madding Crowd. Some stories have a number of major characters and there's enough room for them all to develop. This is especially true in the epic fantasy genre where a number of story strands with individual viewpoints points and protagonists can run concurrently. A good example of this is the Lord of the Rings where arguably Frodo is the main protagonist, but the role is also served by Aragorn and even Gandalf. We can see examples of this in series of books as well. The Harry Potter series, for example, has room for Harry, Ron and Hermione to all develop as characters. Now the protagonist is often, but certainly not always, a heroic character. These are compelling and memorable characters and one of the reasons why they work so well is that they have the scope to change and adapt during the course of the story. They are all on their own journey as the narrative unfolds. Now that journey might be literal, as in the case of Frodo going to Mordor, but it might also be a journey in terms of how they change as people, what their moral outlook is, how that changes, and what their own desires and objectives are, and how they change during the story. So that journey, in all its forms, is the character arc. It represents the path of the character, and as we shall see, it needs to work in tandem with the arc of the story, And certainly for heroic major characters, it should comprise two arcs rather than just one. An external arc, as the character experiences events and relates to other people. And an internal arc, as they change within themselves. So, why is all this so important? Well, I think there are two issues to consider here. First, characters should have arcs because in real life, people have arcs. Characters should change and develop because real people do. Now that change might be for brief periods of time. For example if a character or a person is affected by mood swings. More interesting though in terms of the stories that we're creating is the long-term change in a character. Something that's been building up over a period of time. Readers are fascinated by a character who changes their worldview and therefore their choices. The challenge of course is to make that change believable. So, for example, in the Hunger Games trilogy, in a particularly shocking moment, Katniss murders President Coyne. Now, this is not an action that she would have been likely to have taken at the beginning of the story or during most of it. But the author, Suzanne Collins, gives us indications all the way through from the very beginning across those three books to explain and foreshadow what might happen. Now this works because we believe that Katniss might well do this and we have some sympathy for her when she does do it. It seems like an honest reaction. It's authentic. The author is able to have this event happen in her story because she has developed the protagonist's character arc in a way that reflects how a real person might act. So that's the first reason why character arcs are important. They reflect what happens in real life to real people. The second reason why character arcs are important is that if you get the character arc right, that is a massive step in your overall objective of capturing your reader. So if we look again at this example of Katniss and what she does, because Katniss's actions in shooting President Coin are believable and understandable, this gives us a strong sense of empathy for her as a character. Suzanne Collins has taken a difficult requirement of the plot that President Coin be dispatched And handled it so well that we not only believe in what Katniss has done, but we also empathize with her when she does it. And note that this is true even if we wouldn't have taken that course of action ourselves, we can at least understand and believe in it, and we can feel for that character. So if your character develops in an authentic and honest way, then your reader will identify and empathize with them, and so engage with your story. Just think about the examples I gave earlier Frodo, Katniss, Elizabeth Bennett aragorn harry potter the development of these characters is part of their attractiveness and is a big factor in the success of the story so character arc is important in the development of our protagonist but what do we need to bear in mind when we actually develop that character arc again i think there are a couple of things to bear in mind when we're thinking about this first the character arc should complement and work with the overall narrative arc of the story And second, the character arc should operate at these two different levels. One is external, the character's reaction to events and other people. And the other is internal, the character's own development in terms of their morality, their personality, and their personal goals. Let's have a look at each of these aspects then. First, for the character arc to be successful, it needs to work with and complement the narrative arc, the arc of the whole story. Again, let's have a look at that example of Katniss murdering President Coin. That act represents a development of the character, but it's also an essential part of the story. These two elements work together. In The Lord of the Rings, we see Sam's character grow in authority over time. When Frodo and Sam are at the cracks of doom, Frodo ends up hanging off the edge of the cliff. But by this time, Sam's character has developed to the point Where he has the authority to tell Frodo that he shouldn't let go, and in fact, it's Sam's will that helps Frodo to escape. So, the successful character arc of your protagonist and your major characters should develop with the narrative arc of the story, and that development must work at the same pace as the story to be authentic and believable. Now, this is a good moment to take a little detour and look at three different types of character arc now most protagonist character arcs follow the hero's journey model the protagonist starts out on a quest of some kind they begin perhaps with very limited importance and quite limited ambition and then there's some crisis some upheaval and they're set on a quest they meet opposition both internal and external there are challenges and problems to overcome and the protagonist is changed by the experience but wins through in the end Now, while this covers most of the great stories that we have, there are other types of character arc. There is, for example, the fall arc, which occurs in tragedy where the protagonist fails in his or her quest. And rather than develop as a person over time, they may experience defeat, humiliation and despair, and their character crumbles. We see a great example of this in the Shakespearean tragedies. Macbeth, which I referred to earlier, is a great example of this. Then there is the flat character arc, and you should not take the word flat as meaning that there is a problem with this arc or it's somehow substandard or less valuable than some of the other ones. It simply means in this instance that the protagonist doesn't undergo much in the way of character development. They don't change as the plot develops. These characters tend to turn up in stories with a lot of action, where the meat of the story is in the plot. They also tend to be characters who are very well developed with an inner sense of who they are. They don't have an internal crisis and they are primarily engaged in the adventure of the story. Good examples of this would be heroes like James Bond and Indiana Jones. Now there's nothing wrong with any of these approaches, any of these arcs. There are some great stories where each of these types would be the right way to go. But if you pick, for example, a flat character arc, that does mean that the weight of responsibility for drawing the reader in and keeping the reader lies with the plot rather than the character development. So the other requirement for success in this area that I mentioned earlier is that the protagonist's character develops on two levels, really as two arcs, an internal arc and an external arc. The reason I think this rather technical sounding point is important is because it actually reflects real life. It reflects the impact of joy and pain and achievements and sorrow on real people. In real life, we experience events and relate to the people around us. These events Some of them can be stressful or joyful, traumatic or triumphant, but they all have an effect on us. And these events of our external lives have a knock on effect on our internal lives. They change the kind of people that we are. And if it's true for us, then it should be true for our characters. The best characters, the most compelling characters exist externally, dealing with their environment and react internally. They change as a result of it. The story theorist Michael Haig calls this the inner journey and outer journey. The outer journey will be full of conflict and problems, successes and failures with an ultimate outcome of triumph or failure. In the outer journey the problems and challenges will usually but not always be driven by the protagonist's engagement with others, friends, allies, lovers, enemies. And this outer journey provokes then an inner journey. So suppose in your story the protagonist sees his lover murdered. This is an external event, part of the protagonist's outer journey. He is profoundly affected by what happens and as a result he goes on an inner journey. This might be a desire for revenge that makes him harder, more determined, less merciful. Or it might perhaps be a journey through hate and vengeance to a sense of inner peace, to forgiveness. The point is that the outer journey should provoke and complement the inner journey. Think about all the external experiences that Frodo Baggins has in Lord of the Rings. The sum of these experiences change him permanently. All of these external events provoke an inner change, and that change manifests itself, for example, in Frodo being unable to simply return and settle in the Shire. All he can do now is travel into the West with the Elves. He has experienced a profound journey both externally and internally. And the internal journey for the protagonist and the major characters should be every bit as hard and every bit as challenging as the external one. It should result in things like changes in the protagonist's moral viewpoint, changes in how they feel about themselves and their identity, changes in their personal goals and objectives. So to wrap things up, here are a few thoughts on what I've learned from developing protagonists and major characters' character arcs. First, I've talked in previous episodes about the essence of character, the authentic core of who a character is and how important it is to develop it. Now the character arc is a manifestation of that core and it's a critical part of building the core of the person. So when I create a major character, I have to ask myself, is the journey that I'm putting my protagonist through believable and authentic? Do I believe in it? Do I believe in this character? Even if it's a flat character arc, and perhaps especially if it's a flat character arc, do I believe in it? If the answer's no or I'm not sure, then I have to go back and do some work on that character. Second thing, is the pacing right? If you have to have your character develop in some way to serve the story, then you have to prepare and foreshadow this all the way along. You can't ram all of the internal journey, all of the internal change into the last bit of the story. Let the character arc travel with the narrative arc with the story. Third thing, is the protagonist human enough? Are they suffering enough? Now This might seem like an odd thing to say but what I mean is that the external shocks and their internal consequences are painful and whatever that internal change is, a journey to anger or vengeance or forgiveness, whatever the change of moral viewpoint, all of this must come at a cost. Finally, do the external and internal changes complement each other? Just as the character arc needs to be in tandem with the narrative arc, so the internal and external character arcs need to be in tandem with each other. And specifically, the external experiences and journey of the character need to then provoke an internal change. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found it useful. Today I have referred to the following works. The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins, published by Scholastic Press. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, which is in the public domain. The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien, published by HarperCollins. Far From the Madding Crowd by Thomas Hardy, which is in the public domain. The Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling, published by Bloomsbury. I've also referred to material from Michael Hague, and You can find his website at www.storymastery.com. I'll be back on Christmas Day with episode 52 and then in early January with episode 53, which will be the second of these two installments on character arcs. As usual, there'll be show notes for this episode, which will be on Pinterest. Just go to pinterest.com, look up the creative writers Toolbelt there. If you want to get in touch with me, you can drop me a line, andrew at andrewchamberlain.com. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, thank you for listening and goodbye. (music)